Paradise Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, we talk dog car etiquette, annoying sayings, celebrity diets, Pat Sajak, and more. While you're here, please subscribe, leave us a review and some stars. It'll really help us out. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon. And all of our shenanigans can be found on TikTok under The Roadhouse Show. Bounce from the Roadhouse! Random fact. Hit us with it, Summer. Let's get into this. Okay, you know Siri, who's on our phones, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. I've heard of her. Do you ever wonder whose voice that actually is? The voiceover artist, her name is Susan Bennett. She was hired to record a bunch of phrases and sentences by a software company back in 2005. And, well, Apple eventually bought both the software and the recordings. So, Siri is actually Susan. I wonder how that works. Trippy. I wonder if she can say anything. Yeah, did so did Apple bring her in and say, you got to read some more stuff? I think, <laughs> yeah. You know? So what I think it is, is I think how it works out is you, Susan, like like it says, she recorded a bunch of phrases and sentences, and AI learned that and copied her voice, like recreated it, mm. and just How is she not the it. richest person alive? She's got to be. She's She's not. Well, she's got to be somewhere up there. Yeah, I should think. Google it. Yeah. But then again, I bet you she totally got screwed because I bet you the software company paid her not much, right? They're like, we're just starting out. We kind of want to use your voice. It's just trial. Here's $1,000. We're just trying. And then Apple was like, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, all she got was the $1,000 or something. So uh, um, she's not what I pictured her to look like. <laughs> she's all just a voice. You know? Yeah, she's also 73 years old. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. This is what she looks like. Does yeah, she need any grandchildren? Oh, she looks everything I thought she'd look like. Yeah. That is not what I pictured Siri to look oh, like. Oh, yeah. She looks like a like a school teacher. She I'd looks toss, like a librarian. Yeah. I'd go toss some books around the library with her. I'd let her read a storybook to me. Come well, on, yeah. I checked it out never brought it back. Come and get me. You know what I'm I saying? I wonder if her and Alexa get along. Put me in detail. Probably not. I bet you they're frenemies. Hey, Siri. What do you think of Alexa? I'm a big fan of good listeners and helpful beings. Well, I guess they are friends. It's time for TV theme songs. And the reigning champion, D-Ray Knight, is not here. He's on vacation. And he has requested that Oakley Ty fill in for him. Watch watch me trump his reign. He's going to be very upset yeah. if you lose this belt. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I hear I'm repping. Yeah. I got it. I got yeah. D-Ray covered. Okay. All I've done is watch TV. <laughs> Since I was old enough to, you know, I grew up without cable, so this is going to be hard. Yeah. So I'm going to play the TV theme song. First one to guess it gets the point. And if we end up in a tie after four, then we play a movie theme. Okay. Or she wrote. Here's the first one. Silence of the Lamb. Yellowstone. Nope. Outlander. Nope. 1923. Nope. 1883. Nope. Hell on Wheels. Need a clue? Yeah. Everybody binged this. During the pandemic. Or maybe no, it was pre-pandemic. Tiger King. Nope. Making a murderer. Yes. Hmm. (laughs) Oakley gets a point. (laughs) Dang it. I'll be honest. I had no clue. I had no clue. I knew it. Is he guilty or innocent? Oh, he he murdered. The first one he was innocent of, but he definitely murdered that girl and burnt her bones in his front yard. (laughs) I think so, too. This sounds like the same band that plays the Yellowstone Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same band. It very well may be. Oakley's got one point. You guys have zero. Let's get with it. Oh. Here's number two. I know this one. Ice Road Truckers. No. 
Walker, Texas Rangers. Yes! Oh, yes! Yes! Wait, hold on. Do I get bonus points for this? No, you don't. In the eyes of the Ranger are upon you. Anything the, the Ranger are upon There you go. There you go. Oakley one, Brandon one, Summer zero. We'll be back for two more. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the technology that'll soon be taking our jobs. It's AI Theater. Welcome back to The Roadhouse, your favorite radio show for all things fun and quirky. I'm your host, Amy, and joining me are the hilarious Brandon and the always energetic Summer. How are you guys doing today? Oh, Amy, I'm feeling patriotic and ready to spread some love. Absolutely, Brandon. And today is a special day because it's National Loving Day, a day to celebrate love in all its forms. So let's dive right into our lovingly funny script. Picture this. It's a beautiful sunny day and people all over the country are embracing love. In a small town called Blissville, the mayor has declared a town-wide celebration for National Loving Day. But things are about to get hilariously out of control. Our protagonist, Bob, is a hopeless romantic who can't help but express his love for everyone and everything he encounters. He's got a heart bigger than Texas. Absolutely, Brandon. Bob has a crush on his neighbor, Sally, who happens to be a master gardener. Bob decides to surprise her by planting hundreds of heart-shaped flowers in her front yard. It's like a love garden. But here's the twist. Bob's green thumb isn't exactly green. He mixes up the seeds and ends up with a garden full of heart-shaped cacti instead. Ouch! Poor Bob. Love hurts, doesn't it? (laughs) Sally comes out from her house, sees the garden, and immediately thinks she's being pranked. She confronts Bob, who's now covered in cactus spines, and hilarity ensues. Meanwhile, in the town square, the residents are participating in a love declaration contest. They have to create the most creative and outrageous love declarations to win the coveted title of Love Guru. One contestant, Mildred, decides to go all out. She hires a skywriter to spell out her love message to her husband, Marvin. But just as the plane starts writing, the wind picks up and the message turns into a jumbled mess. It says, I love you, Marmite, instead of I love you, Marvin. Poor Marvin must be so confused. He starts stocking up on jars of Marmite, thinking it's some kind of secret love code. His pantry looks like a Marmite warehouse. Meanwhile, back at Sally's house, Bob and Sally are trying to remove the cactus spines from Bob's body. They end up covered in a green paste, courtesy of a failed home remedy involving avocado and toothpaste. But you know what they say, love conquers all, even spines and green goop. Sally realizes Bob's heartfelt intentions and forgives him and they share a funny gooey kiss and just when things couldn't get any funnier marvin with his arms full of marmite bursts into sally's garden thinking it's the secret marmite hideout he slips on the cactus covered ground and falls right into bob and sally's avocado and toothpaste concoction and that's a grand finale folks a cactus covered marvin covered in green goop surrounded by heart-shaped cacti and marmite jars it's a true national loving day spectacle love may not always go according to plan, but it sure gives us some hilarious stories to share. That's right, Summer. And speaking of love, we want to remind our listeners to embrace love in all its forms and spread kindness wherever they go. And if you're celebrating National Loving Day, remember to double check your seed packets and love declarations. You never know what surprises might be in store. 
That's it for today's Lovingly Funny Script. Thanks for joining us on The Roadhouse. Stay tuned for more laughter, great music, and love-filled moments. Until next time, keep spreading the love. Join us next week for another AI Theater. The second portion of TV theme songs. Currently, Oakley has one point. Brandon has one. Summer has zero. And there's a (laughs) stare-off between the two. Oh, no. Look at him. Who is going to get the next one? Come on, Summer. I know. If you want to be a part of this, this. Jackass. Jackass. On Summer! So proud of you. I I got one. one. She's a huge fan. I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is B Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Summer is part of the game now. Hmm. This one. Is a tiebreaker. In a way, we're kind of having a menage a trois with this competition. Oh, okay. oh my goodness. Oh Anybody could win. This one might be a little bit difficult. Here we go. Wipeout. Nope. SpongeBob. No. Give me a clue. It's a comedy. Uh, John Lithgow. Third Rock from the Sun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oakley wins. I had no idea who she was. He's making D-Ray proud. Holding on to that TV theme song belt. Taking the belt. I just (laughs) came in for a few minutes. I'm out of here. Here's D-Ray's walkout music. Wow. Do you feel better about yourself? You don't have the same moves as him. Tell what D-Ray know. I took it home. Do you guys use acronyms? Are you a fan of those? OMG. Definitely. Okay. I use it a lot. Pretty much in everything I do. I only use a couple of them. The OMG and LOL. Emojis. I use a lot of emojis to express my feelings <laughs> and acronyms. Do you? I, I use emojis too. I use it to cover up my lack of spelling ability. <gasps> Same. I rarely use those. Yeah, for real, for real. I'll I just want to say what I got to say and then I go on. I think it really depends on who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to somebody, like if I'm texting somebody that's younger than me, then I notice I use more acronyms than when I'm talking to somebody more my age. Gotcha. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. We're arguing about this. Do you capitalize the LOL or do you use lowercase? Uh, you have to capitalize the LOL because it is laughing out loud. And when you capitalize things, that's like you're yelling at somebody. The look you're giving me right now makes me think this is a bigger deal than I think it is. It most well, certainly is. But what if the laugh out loud's like, it's not, it's like, ha ha ha, it's not, <laughs> you know, like the level isn't quite. Well, or, then, yeah, what if you lowercase it? <laughs> then you lowercase it. And I think I use ha 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 more than I use lol. Same. I use ba ha 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 ha. See that? But it's, that's a whole nother level. Because you got ha 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 on a one to 10 scale is probably like six, seven. Yeah. And then ba ha ha, you're up to an eight. <laughs> and then you use nine. the like the skull emoji because is, you're dead. Here's you a question. You so hard you're dead. Is ba ha ha just spelling it LMAO? No, I just spell it out what? like B H A H A H. I don't use the W. Well, ha 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 is the long version of LOL. Probably. I mean, and then like, ha is the long version of LMAO. But that's the levels, right? Like it's like LOL's like, that's funny, laugh out loud, har har. And then there's ha ha ha. And then there is ha ha. <laughs> and then there's O M G. Dead emoji. Yeah, and then there's you can't respond because you're laughing. Yeah. Okay. Pee your pants. I like that. I I think you're right. I just had a prediction. I see kids in elementary school years from now, and this is on their vocabulary sheet, where they have to match the ha 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 to the LOL. Yeah. Oh. And then match it to the emoji. Meanwhile, 
Yeah, that's crazy. I like it. What a crazy thought. You're reading a novel, like an actual <laughs> book, and in the book it's like, and then I was like, L-O-L-O-M-G, ha. We've been talking acronyms. We got the whole LOL situation out. Should be capitalized, whatever. What other acronyms do you use? If you know, you know. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that is so annoying. When you come across a post on Facebook and that's all they put, if you know, you know, and you don't know, but you want to know. So that's when you go to the comments and somebody spills the beans. I or I guess, excuse me, it'd be spilling the tea. I see. No, I don't. I don't care that much. If somebody has the audacity to put in there, if you know, you know, on right. social media, I'm not going to look into the comments. I don't care. Really? You're just going to keep scrolling by? Yeah. I don't no, I'm not going to give you the two cents. Because if you are seeking that much attention, I'm not going to give it to you. What other acronyms do your kids use because you have teenagers? Oh, bruh. They rake the acronyms. Oh, God. I hate no that cap. word rake. No cap, bruh. And you just told me one FR for real. Yeah, for real. W-Y-D. See, when they used to text me that, um, I thought it stood for like Wyoming DOT or something like that. <laughs> no, it's what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? And when they first started texting me that, I was still driving truck. So I was kind of confused. Like, I'm like, oh, what are these kids asking about? No one getting a trucking? You know, 10-4, good buddy. And no, they were just wanting to know what I was doing. I'm slowly learning these, but sometimes I don't know what people are saying to me, and I'm too embarrassed to ask. I know the BRB, Be Right Back, FOMO, Fear of Missing Out, YOLO, You Only Live Once. Those are all old. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. There's new ones. Uh, those are the main ones that I know, too. So What's I guess What's happening? I'm- those are all so Aging. old, they're like... Dirt. This is like the new drive through wow. People are getting lazy, even speaking. Those are the ones Jesus used, they're so old. <laughs> and there's some acronyms out there that we should be using that we're not, and that's oh. the topic of our Roadhouse 5 today. The Roadhouse. One, two, three, four, five. Top five acronyms that should exist. I'll get us going with number five, NCGMP. Nick Cannon got me pregnant. Number four... Diet, do I eat today? <laughs> Number three, I-Y-K-Y-K-I-D-G-F. If you know, you know. I don't give a flip. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, R-O-T-F-L-O-L-B-C. Rolling on the floor, laughing out loud, being careful. <laughs> And finally, number one of acronyms that should exist, H-A-H-A-H-A-J-K-L-O-L, which stands for, ha, 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 just kidding, laughing out loud. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, four, five. It's time to talk TV, and we brought in Ranger Rick today into 4B. Welcome to 4B. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show today. Yeah, let's talk about TV. What are you guys watching? What have you been watching, Ranger Rick? Well, I've been trying to keep up on uh, Criminal Minds. Is it still on? Is it still like a like a revolving new show? Because I know it's been around for a while. I'm not really sure if they're still producing new episodes, but I know a lot of the cast members still get together and have a lot of um, discussions about kind of what they're doing and yeah. what they've been keeping up on. What is the sh- What is the show? Because I've never watched it. What? Yeah. yeah. You've never seen Criminal <laughs> He's Minds? He's blown away. Not. Is it... Is it like a 60 Minutes type show, or is it an actual produced it's, TV I w- show? I would say it's more like a, what, like a, a, like CSI Miami kind of Oh, book, okay. But it's a lot better. So actors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, is it based off of like true crime kind of stuff? Not not true, but I don't know. It's just like the... 
it could happen. Yeah, it's a lot better, I feel, I've watched it. Yeah, I mean, it, to me it feels like they introduce a lot of kind of real-life aspects um, into criminal investigations. They go a lot into the background of the criminal, and they often study kind of why exactly the criminal did that. So, I mean, you don't see that as much, um, maybe as they kind of portray, but it's still really interesting just to see how kind of far they go into the actual mind of the criminal. Yeah, okay. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I like it. I've been watching a lot of this Joe Pickett. What's thing. that? Joe Pickett is a is is a game warden in Wyoming. I think he's in a town called Saddlestring, kind of like right by Yellowstone or whatever national park. And he kind of comes in. He's the new guy replacing the guy that's been the the game warden there for twenty some years, and it's a corrupt town. And he kind of comes in and takes over. There's a pipeline coming through, and he's got a young family, a pregnant wife, the whole situation. And uh, he's got a troubled past. He had alcoholic father and all this stuff. And so it all – it's kind of neat. Actually, it's weird because it's like a low-budget start. I felt like the first three or four episodes were real, like – the graphics were really kind of low-budget, like the flames and stuff were stuff you'd see in a – at home movie mm-hmm. but as it progressed you could tell where they started like almost making more money and things got better and then like the last two or three episodes i i had to like binge i couldn't try i couldn't stop watching i like had to watch the whole thing kept me up till midnight but it was pretty good wow. so i suggest watching Joking. anything for you summer i've been watching a little hoarders oh you know so it gives me like motivation to clean my house is yeah. that what they do they go find people that are hoarders and empty out their homes yeah pretty much and some of these are awful like wow. and, oh, it's, yeah. and it's really kind of sad because they have animal hoarders too oh, no. where they've got like 15 dogs and crates and they're Crazy like old lady. and yeah so um it kind of pulls on your heartstrings but it also makes you reevaluate the things that you're keeping around your house yeah. and you're yes. like oh man i don't need that i, like I can re- i can relate with with hoarders because i mm. try to do that and i catch myself and yeah. I, i'll just toss it that's or go donate it it sometimes hits a little too close to home yeah, yes it so does <laughs> you walk out into the garage and you're like oof <laughs> so this is where it all starts like my closet my clothes in my closet yeah that's... like two sizes too small you know i might go to a cocktail party yeah. one day and might need this size eight that's my problem is i still have clothes from high school I'm that like, i should yes. probably by get the rid time of. i fit back into them shirts nobody's <laughs> gonna want me to wear them shirts <laughs> you know the craziest thing though about those kind of people is they could probably find anything out of that entire hoarding you know yeah. if you ask them to go find something yeah. they'll know exactly oh, yeah, right what it over is. here <laughs> yeah anything from a, 10 boxes it's right back here yeah from a magazine to a pilot Turns. Yeah. When did you learn how to ride a bike? Uh, pretty young. I remember the very moment. I was at my babysitter's house in Sturgis. I was a kindergartner, and I was riding around, and, and the babysitter called my dad and said I was riding a bike, and he came by and saw me. Hmm. It's like you just took off on it, huh? Yeah. Well, so yeah. did you start on, like, training wheels? Was it a training wheel bike, or was it just, just a regular go- bike? No training wheels. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Skip that process. Wow. Hmm. And then he showed back up with a bike. I can remember cruising around in training wheels because I lived on the corner of South Neal and Twilight, and as before there were sidewalks, and there was a dirt path, and I can remember getting stuck with my training wheels on the outside of the dirt path in my wheel, not being able to spin in the middle of it, getting high-centered, oh. and being like crying out, help, because I didn't know what to do. I was like a little kid. 
Uh, but I also learned how to ride bike in that house. But I do remember like my dad running behind me. But my brothers being eight and ten years older than me, I wanted to be just like them. So I think I was pretty young when I learned. I don't know how old though. I don't remember exactly when I learned to ride my first bicycle. But I know I started on and this. We, I think my parents still have it, or maybe they gave it away. We had a little John Deere tractor trike. Nice. It was green. It looked just like a John Deere tractor. Yeah. And that's what I learned on and then moved up to, I believe, a bicycle with training wheels and then just started flying around on a bike. We would ride our bikes all the way up to Cemetery Hill. It was a really steep hill and ride down with no hands. Let the, let the wind in our hair. It was race each other down. That's my favorite memory. That's so cute. Yeah, that's dope. Man, we rode all over Rapid City when I was little. Because living on Twilight, uh, I'm sorry, living on South Neal, we could ride right to school where Michael goes. Because at the end of, of, of South Neal was the racetrack, and you'd cut across the field down was at school. Yeah. So we would just run right over to school like it was nothing. All my friends lived down the street. There was low traffic. It was just a blast up and down that street everywhere. So we rode a lot. Did you ever put Did you ever put uh, clothespins with cards on your tires so it would make that mortar sound? No, we were uh, we were low budget. So we had to use beer cans. We would just uh, <laughs> we'd run over the beer cans and roll them up on our tires, and then oh, until funny. they ran off, and we go pick up another beer can. Oh, nice! Well, yeah. Just random beer cans laying on the ground. Oh yeah, come on, it's Rapid Valley, high class. I didn't. I didn't use the baseball cards, but I did do it for my kids. Okay. Yeah. That reminds me, I need to do that for my little boy. Yes, you do. Hey, Amy. Hey, what? So, like, you remember the other day I was talking about how I was coming into work, and there was a dog hanging out the car, and I was like, oh, there's a good boy, and then he lost his ever-loving mind. Yes. Scared the crap out of the owner, rolled the window, whole situation, you know. Well, today on my way in, same situation, different dog, different car. I learned my lesson, you know. I'm like, I do not approach dog anymore, <laughs> you know, because I don't want to scare owner. I don't want to scare dog. This dog looked older, had a little gray around the muzzle. I wanted to. I fought the urge. I wanted to reach over and be like, who's your good puppy? Because a dog kind of looked like my old dog, Lexi, who we put down a, about a year and a half ago or whatever. Maybe so it like, is. I, I really wanted to reach out and pet her, you know? And I'm like, oh, man, I can't, though. What is, my question to you guys, in public, when you're out, not in cars, you don't just run up to somebody's stranger's dog, right? You don't come running up, but there's a puppy dog. You know what I mean? You always approach with caution. Nobody ever talks about the rules when you're in cars and intersection. This needs to be talked about. What's the deal with this? I think because I'm the person that I just love dogs. So I would be the person that's like, hey, roll your window down, you know, pointing, rolling it down. But usually the dogs are hanging out. Yeah, but that's the dog's window. My, see, when I take my dog out for a drive, his windows in the back are down both sides. Yeah. But my window is up because it's too much wind. Yeah. So I would like point at the person, be like, hey, roll your window down. Be like, I love your dog. How about that dog? Yeah, can I pet that dog? <laughs> I know, right? Is that the right thing? But you can't, right? Because you're at an intersection. It ain't safe to reach across and try to pet the dog. The dog's probably in protect mode. Like, this is my domain. The dog's all wired up because they're in a car ride. They're kind of freaking out, kind of excited, right? Right. But I don't know what the right thing to do is. All I'm saying is, I want to pet the dog. That's all I'm saying. I don't ever talk to the dog. 
What? Usually, you don't talk to the dog? I lo- <laughs> no, excuse me. Wow. I oh. usually look over and you know and I'll I'll smile at him and maybe look at the the owner and you know, cute you talk through your eyes and your smile like cute dog, you know. Oh, That's about you're all I that do. Person. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so the person with the dog's probably like, "What's this chick's problem?" <laughs> that's what that's, no, that's well, what care. the dog's thinking. They're like, like "Why did this mind? chick just give me the weird slow blink? What is up with this?" <laughs> the weird slow blink. Yeah. Why is she smizing at why, me? Yeah. Why is she <laughs> smizing and giving me a slow blink? <laughs> Am I wrong? the weird one on the road? Yeah. Yes. They're like, "What is this chick okay?" And then they're like, "We probably should keep an eye on said chick over here." She's gonna stroke out. <laughs> she might be in the cat. She might be in the caddy with Levi skin plates, but still, we gotta make sure she's okay. Okay, hey, you guys. What? You'll never guess what happened to me at work the other night. Uh, let's try to guess, Brandon. Do it. Um. You are a server, so... Your pants fell down. No, my pants are too tight for that. They were on inside out. Close, but no. Okay. You were wearing kind of some kind of shirt, and you leaned down to refill someone's water, and... Yeah, it went in there. That would be fun, but no. Okay, I give oh, up. Okay. Okay, so yes, I am a server at a local restaurant here in town, and we had margarita night one night, and I had this couple, and they were eating out on the patio, and I brought them oh, their yeah. drinks. I like where this is going. <laughs> and they um, asked me, they're like, yeah. so uh, did you roofie these? Oh. What? Yes. And I was like, well, I can if you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, right? Like, I would never do that. Obviously. And they're like, the guy was like, just hers, though. And I said, oh, no, if I'm going to roofie somebody, I'm going to do both of you. You guys are going to have a heck of a night. <laughs> Why did they ask you that? I don't know, but they were a little little intoxicated to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> this was like their third margarita of the night. So they were feeling good, and they were all over each other. Ooh. On the Aww, patio. That's it was cute. You know, they were probably in their late 40s. They were definitely married. Maybe yes. not to each other. But, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but they were having the time of their lives. And I mean, I got a really decent tip out of it. Yeah. But, oh, um, did you? But um, uh, it's, I've just, this was the second time this has happened to me that a older couple specifically asked if I had roofied them. That is so weird. Yeah. Like, is that just the new norm now? Like, you go out to a restaurant and you just expect to be roofied? Um, I don't know. I, I mean... I don't. I mean, me neither. I don't want to be roofied. No, never this is, again. This is why I do not drink. <laughs> just kidding. I, I, trust my, I trust my server, and that's why when I order drinks, I just assume I'm not getting Well, roofied. and is it on the menu? Margaritas with or without roofies? Mm. Well, and of course, I would never do that. But it was just funny because I had never experienced that. Also, this is my first time ever being a server. And I just didn't know if this was normal, like a normal conversation you have with your patrons. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was strange. Where to get roofies? No, same. I I have no clue. I didn't even know or wherever you pick that stuff up. (laughs) Yeah, go to Walgreens. Go to the farmies. Hey, where do you keep the roofies at? You got the roofies back here somewhere? You keep them on the floorsies? It's time for truth or tales. Summer's going to share a story with us, and we have to figure out if she's making it up. Is it a truth or a tale? Okay, well, it's not a stretch to say that I was a little bit of a hooligan growing up. Well, that's no secret. Right? So, okay, let's just get into it. 
I was probably about 16, 17 years old when I got sent to a adult youth rehab facility and I was there for a, for a while and I did not care much for the place. So I left on my own accord, just left. And I ended up getting picked up by my parents in the middle of a very busy town, Omaha, Nebraska. And they brought me back to said facility. And later that day, I did the exact same thing, but this time I wasn't caught. Wow. Is that a truth or a tale? Hmm, that's pretty tough. Twice in a day, huh? Mm-hmm. Who does that? Hooligans. Well, I'm going to think about it and we'll come back. All right, Summer, I told you this family cleaned out their basement and they found a pile of pennies. Now, I'm just not talking about a handful of pennies sitting on a table. We're talking bags and bags full of pennies. Like bank bags full of pennies? In the picture that I'm looking at, it looks like old-time bank bags, the white ones. Oh, like the kind robbers would use. Yes! Okay. And they're just shoved in the corner of this basement. There's a million pennies. That's a lot of pennies. One million pennies. So my question is, how much is one million pennies in dollars? Well, I have the answer here. Why don't you do the math? Okay, give and me we'll a second. And we'll see if you're right. <laughs> so while you're doing the math, the pennies are copper, the way they used to make them. So they might be worth a little bit more money. Well, they should be. And my answer, I think, my answer, my final answer is $10,000. Well, Summer, you're right, but we're not on who wants to be a millionaire here. You didn't answer in the form of a question. So I got it wrong. (laughs) I'll give it to you. I'll go ahead and give it to you. Okay. Yes, that's right. $10,000. Whoever taught you math did a very nice job or whatever calculator you use. But yeah, like I said, they're they're not zinc, they're copper. So they listed them online for sale for $25,000. They're only getting lowball offers so far, but now maybe this, this is more out in the public. They'll get some good offers. Well, definitely. And why would you stash all those pennies in the first place? You know, that's a good question, too. What What were you saving them for, for a rainy day, like for your inheritance? Maybe maybe they had this completely planned out, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they knew that one day their kids were going to have to clean out their stuff. And that's such a pain in the butt. So they needed a reward for it. So they in the back of their heads, they're like, oh, we're just going to save all these pennies. And one day the kids can have them and it's going to be worth more. Yeah. Or they just wanted to torture them. Or that. (laughs) Can you imagine them taking it all down to Walmart to put in one of those coin dispensers? Oh, my gosh. The family believes they intentionally converted their paychecks into copper pennies, believing that their value would be worth more over time. Hmm. So it was a good investment. They did a good job. Good job, parents. It's time for Truth or Tales. Okay, recap it. I was about 16, 17 years old when I was sent to a rehab facility for behavioral problems because I had an authority issue. I was there for a little while and I ran away once, got picked up by my parents in downtown Omaha, Nebraska, taken back to said facility, and then later that night ran away again. Yikes. Truth or tale? I'm going to say it's a tale. I wish. That's true? That's true. Summer day. I know. I was bad. Kid. Wait, I got to use the full name name for this. Summer Day Sones. Don't do what I did, kids. You did that? Yes. And it was a locked facility. So when I got back, I like got out and everything and taken back to Rushville. I um, was put on juvenile parole oh. because I was just that bad of a kid. You are a fugitive. I'm working with a fugitive. <laughs> Call the police. Help. So did your parents ever have those annoying sayings when you're growing up? Well, of course they did. They were parents. What are some of them that they used on you? I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, yeah. I hate that one. 
Oh, yeah. What about, I brought you into this world and I will take you out. Oh, yeah. I've used that one, too. Wow, really? (laughs) Unfortunately, you know, not in my better times. So you told your kids that you would murder them? I mean, it's an empty threat. Did they run away? Were they scared? Absolutely not. Did it work? No. So will you use it again? No, because it's pointless. That's, That's attempted murder. If you were to do something about it. What, just, is, what are some of the other annoying things I said? Were you raised in a barn? Yeah. You're letting the flies out. Are we heating the outside now? See, they turned us into sarcastic people. Absolutely. Yep. It's all their fault. What are some of these? Okay, I have a list here. Let's go through these. The customer is always right. Uh, it's not so bad. Yeah. Sometimes, but sometimes, I mean, usually they are, but sometimes they're not. Yeah, if they're, like, wasted and they come into Walmart, they're probably not going to be right. No, definitely not. Sorry, not sorry. I love that one. I like it, too. And it's a good song. Yes, it is. Uh, Money can't buy happiness. Uh, That's a lie. Yeah, we've proven that's a lie. (laughs) Everything happens for a reason. Keep it. Yeah, that's a good one. That is true. Welcome to the real world. Yeah, how about, you know what, that makes me want to punch you. You say that to me. Yes. I'll show you the real world. Yeah. Uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That sounds like something my grandpa would say. I was just going to say that. Uh, the use of mansplaining. I kind of don't mind mansplaining. I like that word mansplaining. Yeah. The misuse of I could care less. Okay. So I have a problem with this oh, one. Oh, she's going deep here. Because I think the reason why we have a problem with I could care less is because people are saying it wrong. It's I couldn't care less you know this for a fact yeah absolutely how do you know because i googled it okay all right google's right the overuse and misuse of literally Uh, literally my daughter says that almost every other literal sentence gen z's are bad about that yes they are it doesn't even make sense no (laughs) no the overuse and misuse of gaslighting gaslighting is a good word i'm not really sure i understand it okay so gaslighting is kind of like manipulation Right. So they somebody who's gaslighting you tries to make you think make you self doubt yourself. Okay, Does that make sense? Yes. I think I've been played a part in that. Not like the gaslighter, but I've been like gaslighty. You've been the victim. Yes. Okay. Thoughts and prayers. No, that's good. I think I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Just saying. I use just saying a lot, but I think that's like a Midwest thing, too. Hmm. I like it. Let's keep it. It is what it is. Uh, true. YOLO. That is a statement that... It's like my family motto. Motto. Motto? <laughs> motto? Motto. Motto. I went to motocross. Maybe that's why I got it mixed up. Stuck in your head? Yeah, that's something that my grandma used to say. Well, my mom says it, and my grandma picked it up from her. Okay. We even have shirts with it is what it is. Uh, boys will be boys. I don't like that one. Dumb. Yeah. And the final one here is living the dream. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. Barf. Yeah, gross. Makes me want to vomit. We just learned that people cuss 16 times a day. I know people that cuss 16 times every time they talk. Yeah, (laughs) maybe less. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I definitely cuss more than I probably should. And you read some research. I did. So some research that I read, people tend to swear more in public than they did 30 years ago, which we knew that, right? It's become more of a thing. And tattoos. Yes, Uh, Swearing can also help make your arguments a little more persuasive in some scenarios, which we know that as well. But people who swear often are less likely to lie. Did you know that? Are less likely to lie? Yeah, like to tell a fib. 
Why? I wonder why. I don't know. And also, some suggest that swearing is linked to having a higher IQ. Amy doesn't believe that. No, I don't know about that. I've talked to some people that cuss very much. Like they, If you took their cuss words out of their sentences, it would shorten it by minutes. Yeah, like it'd be broken English. And I don't, I don't know. The more somebody cusses, the more respect I lose for them, to really? be honest. Yeah, I don't okay. think it's very classy. Well, I guess I'm going to start watching myself. Though. It, it has to be in the right moment. Exactly. exactly. If you're angry, okay. Maybe, you know, things are getting hot and heavy. Okay. Mm. But anything other than that, I don't What if you get scared? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably throw out an O, you know, something. What if What if something is so funny that the only way you can, you can express how funny it is if you're like, that's so blank and funny? No, I don't see that. No? I think laughing would, okay. you know, yeah, help you release. Right. I don't know. What do you feel like? Well, how do you feel? I, I was raised by sailors. Okay. So I have a potty mouth. My mom does not appreciate it, and she says I cuss too often. But uh, I definitely know that I have cussed more as I have gotten older. And I think it's because I've just gotten to the point in life where I don't really give a crap. Yeah. You know? I was raised to speak the speak in a certain way to where if I was standing in front of you know somebody very important to me. Like, for me, it would be Jesus or God. Okay. How would I talk to them? Yeah. That's how I see myself. Well, I think you always have to choose your crowd. Not choose your crowd, but know your crowd. Yeah, because we do say some things in here off air that I wouldn't say in front of Jesus. Exactly. But I think everything we say is in front of Jesus. <laughs> it is. You're right. You caught me. I'm so sorry, Jesus. You are forgiven. <laughs> What do you got, Summer? Okay. So you know how celebrities, they always look so good. And they're like, I work out and I do this and I eat small portions and you can credit my figure to this diet or this, that, the other thing. Well, Amy Schumer, she put them on blast. Ooh. She said, well, she got candid about using a medication called Ozempic. She got candid, huh? Yeah. What's that mean? She it, taking pictures? Well, she like shared it, got into it because, you know, you don't want to share that, your secrets, right? But she she did. And she said she was using Ozempic for weight loss and told other celebrities they needed to stop lying about using it on a recent episode of Watch What Happens Live. What is Ozempic? Ozempic is a weight loss drug. And apparently a lot of celebs are using it and saying that they're just working out extra hard. They're watching their portions. They're doing this, that and the other thing instead of crediting Ozempic for it. But Amy Schumer said she used it a year ago and um, she felt so sick while she was taking it. And she got so sick, skinny that when her son would like toss a ball to her, she couldn't even catch it. She couldn't she couldn't participate in raising her kid. Wow. Isn't that crazy? She said, everyone has been lying. Oh, smaller portions like shut the F up is what she said. You are on Ozempic or one of those things, or you got work done. Just stop lying. Be real with the people. When I got lipo, I said I got lipo. And that's one thing that I love about Amy Schumer is she is so real. So real. But we're both kind of on this fun little diet trend thing. Yeah. You've you've done really good. I'm the new Jared of Subway. Except for it's a bagels. It's yeah. I can't say I can't say what restaurant it is, but almost every day. I eat their brisket sandwich. It has egg on it, and it is so good. And I'm losing, I've lost 30 pounds. I know, it's amazing. Yeah, I am walking a lot, yes. riding my bike a lot, 
but you know, I can still enjoy my favorite sandwich you look and at lose you weight. Go. I'm so proud of you. Like, that's amazing. I have restarted my diet several times this week. I don't know why you're on a diet. You're the size of my arm. Well, because we have a big fancy event tonight, right? And I got to fit into this dress. So going on a diet for one day? Well, I'm just not going to eat as much as I usually do. I don't know. It's, But it might work. Summer, just eat. Well, I do eat. And that's the problem. As I say, I'm going to watch what I eat and then we order food. But you're tiny. Not that tiny. You, you need to gain weight. No. I'm, I like the size I am. I just want to be a little tighter for this dress. I think we should order a brisket sandwich. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, man. Don't twist my arm. Earlier in the show, we talked about how this family emptied out their parents' basement and they found a million pennies, which came out to $10,000, but they are copper pennies. And so they're worth more. And so they're selling them for $25,000. So we wanted to write a Roadhouse 5 for you about things you wouldn't want to hear while somebody's cleaning out a basement. The Roadhouse. One, two, three, four, five. I'll get us started here. Number five. Hey, does Goodwill accept used sex toys? Definitely don't want to hear that. No, no, no. And I don't believe they do. Oh, shoot. Number four. Who knew dad was in the clan? Oh, my gosh. That's, That's horrible. Number three. Well, it took 20 years, but I found out what happened to the cat. Poor Fluffy. Number two. Why did they save their toenails? Oh, that's so gross. (laughs) Jars and jars of toenails. Do you think people really do that? I think some people probably do. What do they do? Like, get them out and touch them? No, they smell them? Art projects. Oh, that's... (laughs) They make macaroni (laughs) necklaces out of them. (laughs) They use them to make mulch for their garden. Oh. Anybody need tomatoes? And finally, number one of top five things you wouldn't want to hear people say while cleaning out their parents' basement. What's that smell? Oh, duh. Black mold. One, two, three, four, five. Alexa, play song quiz. How many people want to play song quiz? Two. To play a brand new music genre, say genre. Genre. Choose a music genre. Do stay at home mix. Starting your stay at home party game. Player one. Question one. Name the song title and artist. Coldplay? Sorry, that was wrong. The song was How to Save a Life by The Fray. There we go. Your score is zero. I knew that. Player two. Name the song title and artist. George Michael, Faith. Kerbam. 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 You got 10 points, plus an extra 10 bonus points. That's right. The song was Faith by George Michael. Player one, name the song title and artist. My Sharona. Well done. You got the title for 10 points. The song was My Sharona by The Knack. Player two, name the song title and artist. Jordan Sparks, Breathe. Nice one. Very good. You got the artist for 10 points. The song was No Air by Jordan Sparks. Same thing. Alexa, pause. We'll take a break and come back for a second part of Song Quiz with Alexa. I'm Summer Day, and here's your scoop. 
an Ontario man said a 68-foot-tall poison ivy plant he found growing on his property left him itching for a Guinness World Record recognition. Robert Fedrock of Paris told Guinness World Records he was walking in a wooded area on his property several years ago when he first spotted the large vine growing up a tree. It took me a while to figure out what kind of vine it was because the leaves only started at about 10 feet off the ground and the aerial roots were such a tangled mess that I didn't recognize it as poison ivy right away, Fred Rock said. He suspected the vine might be poison ivy, but he had to dig out some buckthorn to get a better view. The experience left him with a positive identification, as well as poison ivy rashes on his hands, arms, and stomach. Is it just me, or do you think the audience suddenly feels itchy too? And that is your scoop. We're back for the second part of Song Quiz with Alexa. Alexa, resume. Player one, question three. kidding me you get all the easy stuff repeat that was wrong oh <laughs> sorry the song was i will survive by gloria gaynor you wouldn't have got it 10 oh, no i was Player gonna say two. Rachel franklin <laughs> three for 10 points mariah carey that's not right the song was exhale oh shoot by Whitney Houston, player one, for 20 points. Uh, repeat. Playing the clip again. Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Not exactly. Oh, dang it. The song was Just Don't Want to Be Lonely by the main ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> Player two for twenty points. Akon, let me down. Locked I'm afraid down. not. Lockdown. The song was locked up by Akon. Your score close. is thirty. I said Akon. It's time for the song quiz bonus round. You the artist? No. Cheat. Need some hearing aids, Alexa. Player one for forty points. Give me a good one. No one can help me. Can't help it. Sorry, that was wrong. Oh. The song was too close by next. Your score is 10. Wow. Player I did two. Good. Question five. 10 points. For 40 points. I spend my time just thinking, thinking, thinking about you. Every single day, guess I'm really missing, missing you. Jungle of Love by Toothpaste. Black Eyed Peas. Incorrect. <laughs> The song was Meet Me Halfway by the Black Eyed Peas. Your score is 30. Player 1 got 10 points. Player 2 got 30 points. Player 2 won with 30. Yeah! How's that feel, Summer? You got all the easy songs. Did you know, there's nothing easy about you two. Thanks for stopping by. You better watch your mouth, young lady. Smell you later. Let's talk about Pat Sajak here for a moment, because he's retiring. Um, is he, he's a, um, game show host? I don't even know what to say to you right now. You don't know who Pat Sajak is? Is he on The Price is Right? Okay, I'm going to give you three choices. Okay. Price is Right, Will of Fortune, Jeopardy. Which one was Pat Sajak? Let's say my final answer is The Wheel of Fortune. Oh, thank goodness you got that right. Oh, that was a total guess. I was about to take you to Wedgie Town. Oh, gosh. Summer do Day, that. you don't know who Pat Sajak is? It's not my, it wasn't my jam. Not my bag, baby. Pat Sajak, Vanna White. 
well, Vanna White, I remember her. She's the one that flips the letters. Okay, now now I'm on the same page. Yeah. I'm getting it. Pat Sajak, let's give the wheel another spin. It's time for the bonus round. Okay. Oh, there you go. Thanks for the music. I get it now. <laughs> he's epic. He's like the most epic game show host ever. And he's retiring? I don't even know how many years he's been the game show host. Should I Google it? Yes, you should. I remember watching Wheel of Fortune as a kid when they would shop and it would show their face in the bottom corner and it would zoom through all the merchandise and they would spend all their money till it was gone. And cheap merchandise. I'll get that ceramic dog for $500 or a couch or whatever. It was insane. It was weird. 40 years. 40 years. Wow. That's longer than I've been alive. I hate you. (laughs) I was seven. So that's why you, you're into it, because you could answer the questions when he was spinning the wheel. Not answer, but you could be like, give me an A, give me an E. Who's going to replace him? It's got to be somebody pretty epic. Who is Vanna White going to spend her time with? Mm, that's a good question. Or how long is she going to stick around? Was she, she retires? was she always on the Wheel of Fortune? Was it always Vanna White and always. Pat Sajak? Mm-hmm. Wow, so she's getting up there, too. Oh, yeah, but she still looks great. And she's never worn the same dress. That's a lot of dresses for 40 years. <laughs> no kidding. I yeah. want to see her closet. Yeah, I do too. I want to see who's going to replace him. It's got to be somebody epic. I don't know, somebody good looking. Jason Momoa. Oh, you know me. You know me. The Rock. The Rock or Jason Momoa. Oh, give that wheel another spin. Amy is going to record that and watch it later. I would. I'd watch it on repeat all day long. I would come out of my not watching TV retirement. Just to watch The Rock or Jason Momoa spin that wheel? I would be the goat of watching Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Maybe I'll, if if it was The Rock or Jason Momoa, I would probably tune into that too. Yeah. Uh, Jason, give me an E. Give me a D. Give me an O. You give me- <laughs> I wouldn't mind hearing him say, it's been a heck of a ride. It's time for like is the new uh. We're going to get Oakley in here. And if you don't know what we're doing here, new kids, Gen Zers specifically, use the word like all the time in place of the word uh. Older people use uh. Now, Oakley, I don't think he's going to say like at all. No, I think it's going to be an uh kind of situation. He may use like, but it'll be in the correct way. Yes. I think he's going to say uh about three times. I'm going to say five. Five, okay. You do another show with him, so you would know more. Okay, so we'll ask him about his his kids, because he's very passionate. Yes. Okay, can you grab him? I'll go get him. There he is. Can we steal you for a second? I am wasting. Pull up the microphone. Hi, Oakley. Hello. We want to talk to you about your kids in Rathco. Mm-hmm. How did you decide, or how did they decide, which instruments they were going to play in the band? Uh, well, that's a complicated answer. Weston was a... He's actually like a qualified child prodigy. Really? Everybody, every parent says that, but my kid actually is. He was drumming at about two, like to a click. He could lay down. He understood. His brain just gets it. So he drummed until he drummed. He started a band with Rowan. Everybody knows Rowan. Mm -hmm. And then I got him a guitar for the COVID Christmas. Okay. And I signed him up for guitar lessons. And he took that Christmas break and went downstairs and taught himself. We never went to guitar lessons. That's cool. So he has a really good understanding of theory and the circle of fifths and all that kind of and stuff. And how old is he? He just, he's 16. Wow. That's so cool. That's but impressive. But he was playing drums for money in the alley at seven. Wow. <laughs> and, and Scout, that's your daughter's name? That's, she's almost seven. And so she, she's, was, pretty, she's coming up. She's getting pretty good at drums. I was over at his house the other day and she was whacking on those drums. She's getting pretty good. Um, Bijou has been a performer, singer, you know, since 
the crib. And my nephew, Ben, this is a short, this is like, he went through a life crisis and I said, let's go to this, let's go find you some drums. And he's like, I don't know how to play drums. So we went to this guy's shed with like spider webs in it and I bought Craigslist drums and the rest, he's just, he's obsessive. You ever met somebody obsessive? I'm one I'm of those. obsessive. Yes. Yeah. So that's all he does. And Amelie, who plays bass, is the literally the smartest person I know. So I showed her the math on a board, on a, you know, how you play bass tabs and mm-hmm. she... She's Miss Teen Rapid City, third runner-up at Miss South Dakota. She's just a smart kid. She's, and a sweetie. She takes college classes in high school. She's one of those kids. Wow. So I don't really know that there was an assignment. We just needed... I'm like Joe Jackson from the Jackson 5. <laughs> you are. You when, will play this, you will play this, you will play this, and you will listen to me. It's very interesting. So while you're here, where's your next show at? Uh, there are this weekend with our good buddy Brandon Jones in Hartford. Then they have three shows next week. They don't have any weekends off until October. That's good, though. Because mom knows how to run a business. So I always say on with Rathco, if you saw it, she did it. If you heard it, I did it. Well, she runs this huge family also. She's hardcore yeah. and really good looking. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> so thank you. You were just a participant of Like is the New Uh. Oh. And I thought he was going to say a uh, way more. No, I counted four. Four Uhs? I only counted one. I counted four. Okay. Oh, this was a trick. Yes, it was. Yeah, well. And you, you said like three times and I... I didn't think you'd say it at all, and you did. Meaning as a colloquialism. Yeah. I like, sort of like, right. wanted to kind of like, mm-hmm. but I was like, and then he was like, and then... Pfft. Like a valley girl. Yeah. I, like mar- I married one of those for sure. <laughs> well, thanks for playing. Thanks for the trip. Bye. Bye. Okay, Summer. It's me and you here, because we talk about this all the time. And if somebody wins the lottery this week, they're going to want to thank us. Oh, okay. Let's dive in. Because we're going to dive into how to make yourself luckier. They did a study. The first thing, act like you're lucky. Just be like, I won all the time. I get that. It's like building your own confidence, making yourself believe that you're better than what you are. Not necessarily better, but like you're going to go into the store and be like, it's I'm buying that ticket. It is my day. Or on the way to an interview, be like, I got this. That's how I scored this job. You're going to feel more confident. Maybe playing a softball game. Oh, we're totally going to whip these guys. Oh, yeah. You might win. I guess I, I get that. Number two, shake up your routine. It says, when you step out of your comfort zone, your senses will be sharper and more random things will happen. Yeah, and I what, can see where your senses would be more sharper. What would one of those things for you be? Hmm, that's a good question. This this job? This job was, when I first started here, that was totally outside my comfort zone. But starting here changed my entire life. Yes. For the better. I think all of us here are out of our comfort zones. Yeah, I could see that because it's not something you do every day until you step inside the studio and start doing it every day. For instance, last night, the Elevate Rapid City Awards show. yeah. And you did awesome at that. Thank you. But that is out of my comfort zone. You would have never have guessed. (laughs) If you were inside my brain. Sometimes I feel like I am, Amy. (laughs) I'm sorry. Number three, the final one, have a short memory. That's every day. I, I have short memory for the things that I need to remember, though. It says here, when unlucky things happen, forget it immediately. How the heck do you do that? What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just totally <laughs> messed with my brain just now. No. Thanks I, a lot, Summer. I could see that, though, because you can't dwell on the bad things and the unlucky moments. I'm really good at dwelling, though. Well, I think we all are. I don't know how to stop that. That's weird. You just move on. You just take a big, deep breath and take another step forward and just move on. I believe I'm dwelling right now about dwelling. Don't dwell, Amy. 
Would you rather? We've brought Brennan in for this one to help us out. Hit Hello. us with it, Summer. All right. Would you rather be 30% smarter or 90% more attractive? That's tough. I know. Okay. So let me think. Um, 30% attractive or 90%... No, sorry. 30% smarter or 90%... I need the smarter one, apparently. Or 90% more attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm 90% more attractive, my life is just so much easier then. Right? Yeah. Everything is just easier. Because you could be a model. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to do anything. Oh, man. But are you going to be arrogant? But, but that's vanity. You know, yeah. if I say that, then who am I as a person? And now I'm questioning myself. Mm. I think 30% smarter because I don't know how long that 90% attractiveness is going to last with age. And the smartness is pretty permanent. So I'm going to do that one. That's a good point, Brennan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go with him, too. I would probably want to be smarter. Same. I w- I'm already decent enough looking. I don't think if it's attractive I, to be I'm dumb. I'm already the most exactly. smartest that there is. So the most smartest. Me think, me think real good. Big smart. <laughs> Large brain. Are you the caveman from the Geico commercial? That's me. Yeah, actually. Yeah, definitely smarter because when you're smart, you're more attractive. I agree. Ooh, good point. Boom. Okay, it's time for funny misheard song lyrics, and we're just going to jump right into it. I guess I'm being tested first. Yep. What song is this? Ingrid Michaelson's Girls Chase Boys. Okay. So just, you're going to stop it? All the boys on the wrestling team, that's what every girl wants to meet. Oh! That was excellent. I have no idea what they say. All the broken hearts in the world still beat. Let's not make it harder than it has to be. Oh! It's all the same thing. Whatever. Okay, my turn. Okay. I'm coming at you hard because that was messed up, Summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Dirk's Bentley, Free and Easy, Down the Road I Go. I don't know this song. Good. Oh! Get it, Summer. I'll tell you when. A pair of goofs and a sack of socks. Free and easy down the road I go. Hanging clothes out on the clothesline. Okay, well, let's just stop it right there. That is... Uh, yeah. Are you talking about my singing or <laughs> the lyrics? A pair of boots and a sack of clothes. Free and easy down the road I go. That's better. <laughs> you should have sang it. You sang it way better than I did. No, no. So I'm always eager to go check my mail when I get home. Go right over to the mailbox if my, my son doesn't do it first. Because, you know, I order things. Oh, okay. You don't get things in the mail or what? I, I get a People magazine that some random person, I have no idea who subscribed me to this magazine, but I get two a month. And um, if I don't check the mail, my boyfriend throws them away. Wait, hold I on. I even see it. Back the bus up. Yes, ma'am. Who reads magazines anymore? Well, apparently I might on the occasion, but somebody subscribed me to them. And People magazine, of all that, like of all of them out there, People. I kind of miss flipping through a magazine. Do you actually sit down and read it? I, they sit on the back of the toilet. Oh. It's reading material for so those, somebody who needs them. Those magazines have been flagged. Yes. They've been in the bathroom. Yes. If I pick them up. Now, if he checks the mail, he just tosses them. So don't you just take your phone in the bathroom? I do, yes. Does he read the People magazine on the... You know, I don't know what he does because I am not in there while he's doing his thing. When you look at the magazine, do you lick your fingers when you turn the page? No, no. I don't know how many hands that's touched since it got into my bathroom or in my mailbox. I was just going to say that... That magazine's been flagged, and I wouldn't recommend licking your fingers. No, no, no. 
But that's kind of exciting to wait for your People magazine to show up in the mailbox. Oh, it's the most exciting part of my month. What about junk mail? Do you get junk mail? Of course. I get, you know, bank statements that could be emailed to me, but I haven't signed up for that yet. Real or fake? We brought in Mark Houston. He's our contestant today. I'm real. Look at me. Today's topic is makeup. We're Got gonna, it. Let's go. Let's do g- it. We're going to give you a, a name of a makeup. Okay. And you have to tell us if it's real or fake. Got it. Go. Summer. Hit him with it. Glamour Fake. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Got excited. Jump the gun there, Houston. <laughs> Glamorize FX, a revolutionary holographic foundation. Fake. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I okay. love makeup. The next one, Unicorn Lash Mascara. Unicorn? Mm-hmm. There's a Hungarian drink that's called Unicom. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's fake. Yeah, you're right again. Wow, look at me. I'm so pretty. Okay. Lip Pump Extreme. <laughs> That's got to be real. Absolutely not. It is totally fake. Damn it! Okay. <laughs> I was on a roll. Maybe you need to try some. <laughs> what? My lips are full. Falsies Mascara. Real. That's, that name's too stupid not to be real. Chromatic Contour Palette. That doesn't sound like a makeup. That sounds... I'm going to say that's real, though, too. My gut's telling me that's real. No. It's not real? That one's fake? What a yeah, loser. Fake. What a loser, really? Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm three for five, right? That's pretty good. We got one more. Okay, let's go. I got to do better than 50%. Mermaid's Tears Setting Spray. Real. That's totally real. <laughs> 100% real. That's so fake. It is? Yes. God, you guys got stupid names for things. Well, the AI came up with it, so you can blame her. Oh, oh, it's a her now? We've, we've called AI. the AI Yeah, a that's her? a good question. Do you think of the AI as male or female? I don't think of it in any sort of anthropomorphic way at all. I, th- I think it's female. I think I don't. it's a Why? female, too. I don't know. I just, Isn't that weird? Because it's so snarky? Knowing. Maybe. <laughs> and it's creative. Well, I'm not saying it's not creative, but sometimes it comes with an attitude. And it's all-knowing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Houston. Yep. Way to be a loser. 50% not losing! <laughs> a lot of times when my son and I are in the car, we, we have snacks. Mm-hmm. I'll grab you know, some fruit or maybe some crackers or whatever. And the other day I was eating a banana and I threw the banana peel outside and my son looked at me like I was the worst person ever. Wow. He was like, did you just litter? And I'm like, no, you can, you can throw banana peels out the window because they disintegrate into the ground. But if the car behind you hits it, then he wrecks. I throw it out in the grass where the deer can eat it. Oh, okay. He misunderstood me because then he took his granola bar wrapper and threw it out the window. <laughs> oh, way to set an example. <laughs> I know. So I had to explain that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, what you can throw out and what you cannot, like an apple core or whatever. Some people do argue that throwing a banana peel out is littering because they say you shouldn't leave organic matter in a non-native environment because it could disrupt the okay. ecosystem. Yeah, I could see that. So, like, it's not natural for deer to eat a banana peel because it wouldn't be in their normal system, their normal food area. Or a car could slip on it. Very true. Very true. So make sure you're covered on your insurance. Yeah, Geico. Okay, Miss Summer. The sex experts at lovehoney.com recently conducted several surveys. And these are important surveys. Mm-hmm. We don't have a cure for COVID or cancer, but we have this. They asked men and women which professions they consider the most sexually attractive. Oh. And some of these might surprise you. The top 10 sexiest professions. The top 10 sexiest professions, according to women, 
Let's take a guess. Ready? One, two, three. Doctor. Firefighter. You said firefighter. Yeah, hello. They know how to work a hose. It is firefighter. Good job, Summer. Uh, Then builder. Ooh, like Bob the Builder. Oh, yeah. Can he build it? Yes, he can. (laughs) Uh, Police officers. I mean, I would do some things. Some some probably not right things to get arrested by some of these police officers we have around here. You know, I do a podcast with police officers, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think they're attractive. No? At all. No. Mm. Uh, see, then there's the doctor. Okay. I have seen some very good-looking doctors, and doctors now are, like, younger than what they were when I was young. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, they're graduating me- medical school a lot earlier, or they Here's started earlier. Here's a question. Okay. Do you trust younger doctors more than older ones? No. I don't know. I think I, I trust the older ones. Do you? I do. Yeah, I'd rather have an older doctor. I don't know. See, I think younger doctors are more hip with new technologies more experience okay the older they are i i see that they've too. had their hands in it you know yes they have a mechanic is also on here i like a greasy man yeah you do mm-hmm. get their hands all in the engine yeah my man works on cars on the occasion does he smell like oil mm-hmm. paramedic i've mm. never that's not one i thought of me either but you know that uniforms it's nice musician there are some really good looking musicians we work with one that's not my top choice. I don't think Brandon is attractive. Not But to I know us. other people think he is. Yeah, not to us because he's like a brother. Yeah. That's weird. Really weird. Electrician. Uh, my dad was an electrician, so I'm not. He could light my fuse. Oh, my gosh, Summer. <laughs> he's listening. Hi, Dad. Oh, my. My mom's going to come at you. Uh, bring it on, Debbie. A farmer. No. Wow. I don't. I don't. Hmm. We should go to FarmersOnly.com and see if anybody's sexy on there. Let's do it. <laughs> And then a lawyer. Uh, he'll like to argue. I he don't will. think that's sexy. And he'll always win. Yeah. I'm going with the firefighter. Exactly. It's time for Stupid Headlines. Today's Stupid Headline is Charlie Puth. Oh. Are you ready for what he has to say? Tell it to me. Well, the headline says, Charlie Puth loves being naked and sometimes looks at himself in the mirror at his, quote, kind of nice butt, end quote. Well... Okay, then. I think that's the definition of stupid headlines. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know who wrote that headline. I kind of have him pictured in my head now, standing in my bathroom naked, looking at his butt. Okay. Have you ever looked at your butt in the mirror? Oh, yeah. Don't, yeah, if you do that, don't ever squeeze your butt cheeks. No, because then... Or flex your butt cheeks. Then you're terrified. Yeah, it gets kind of lumpy back yeah. there. Yeah. But he also says, quote, I'm not captivated by the way I look. But know that I'm not ugly, end quote. Wow, that's not vain. How do we make this headline better? Charlie Puth loves being naked so much that he is on tour naked. Ooh. People would pay for those tickets. Charlie Puth looked at himself naked in the mirror and then decided to do a concert naked. Charlie Puth looked at himself in the mirror and it broke. Oh! (laughs) That's rotten, Summer. That was really rotten. Oh, well. Charlie Puth looked at himself naked in the mirror and then put his dress back on. Yeah, I like that one better. Hey, Amy. Hey, what? True or false? Oh, boy. The Atlantic Ocean is the warmest ocean in the world. False. Okay, you are correct. Woo! For the extra point. Oh, no, it's not over. No, no. What is the warmest ocean? The Pacific. No, ma'am. 
uh, the Indian Ocean. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. So the Atlantic Ocean, actually, I know we were talking about the Indian just now, but the Atlantic Ocean is the warmest it's been in over 3,000 years. Wow. Yeah. Out of all three? Yep. Uh, there's five. There's five oceans? There are five oceans. Get out of town. I'm going to let you name them. Pacific, Atlantic, Indian. That's okay. all I know. That's three. All right. So you've got the Southern Ocean. Where's that? That is just off of the Indian Ocean. Oh, boy. And where's the Indian Ocean then? The Indian Ocean is by Africa and Australia, like in between the two. But they're all connected. Yeah. So why can't it just be one ocean? Why can't they just call it ocean? I'm a, I agree. I think it would make it easier for ge- geography. Is that the right word? Yes. Maybe. You didn't finish your sentence. Anyways, I think it would make it easier. But there is one more ocean. It is the Arctic Ocean. Do you know where that one's at? The Arctic? Arctic Ocean. Sounds like a cold place. Okay. Is it by the polar bears? It's the top. Is of it where Santa lives? It's close. It's top of North America. Is it frozen? Um, uh, You know, there's probably spots that are. Is that where Elsa lives? Yes. Oh. That's where the kingdom is. I have a joke for you. Okay. Where do you go swimming when your skin's dry? I don't know. Where do you go swimming when your skin's dry? In the lotion. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Hey, Pootie Poo. Hey, hello. Is this? Why are you bothering me? It's Amy Rose and Summer Day. Hello, ladies. Where's the Brandon Jones? He's he's off playing music somewhere. He's out being ah, famous. So, I, so you two have me to yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Lucky yeah, us. Why are you bothering me? Uh, well, we we heard that you were off partying somewhere. Yes, I am taking break from war, and I am in Vladivostok, which is Las Vegas of Russia, at big casino called Gatraskiesko. Are you drunk right now? I have had a couple of vodka, yes. <laughs> You're uh, slurring a little but bit. I am here to open the main room big show dedicated to me, Vladimir Putin. It is called the Magic Vlad Show. (laughs) Oh. It is male dancers, bald, shirtless, wearing fatigue pants and belt knife, of course, who dance seductively for for adoring women. Is is big show. Wow. Are a lot of people buying tickets? Yes, they must. They, they do not have choice. This is Russia. You must go see Magic Black Show. What do you yes. do? Take the fee out of their paychecks and send them tickets? Uh, paychecks. It's Russia. No one gets paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> but he's good because opening night, guess who was featured dancer? You. Yes, Vladimir Putin himself. Wow. Yes, very, very lucky lady got to be humped in chair by Vladimir Putin. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> He's once-in-lifetime opportunity. She faints. What can I say? Well, I must go now. Just uh, prepare for the uh, second big night of big show. So, summer day and uh, Amy Rose, when you, when you, when you come to, to Russia, you must go to Vladivostok, to casino, to see Magic Vlad. Okay. Stay out of trouble. Behave. It's back in the day in the RC trivia. How well do you know? D-Ray Knight is not with us today, so we brought in 
Mark Houston. Say, if you called me D. Ray Knight, we were going to have a problem. <laughs> All right. So Houston's going to give us a location, give us a little clue about what it is today. We have to think about it and tell him what it was back in the day. Okay. You don't know the answer to this then? No. You don't? All right. Um, how, how back in the day was this? How far does D-Ray go back on these? Who knows? Back to Wells Fargo days, oh, I don't man. know. <laughs> well, we still have Wells Fargo. Oh, what you're talking about the original Wells the Fargo? The original Wells Fargo. <laughs> okay. So I just read this, and then you guys got to guess what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, an office supply and technology center. Back in the day, you could buy an office desk, a couch, or a bed at this St. Joe Street location. Hmm, what was it called? One more time. Now an office supply and technology center. Back in the day, you could buy an office desk, a couch, or a bed at this St. Joe Street location. I want to know how far back this goes. Let's prepare everybody for Father's Day. Because okay. this has just jumped upon us. We thought we were through all the holidays and all the things that we needed to be prepared for. And now we have this. Thanks a lot, dads. Yeah, it's all your fault. Jeez. Father's Day. It's Sunday. There might be some people out there struggling, as you, because mm-hmm. you were just asking me what I was going to buy for my dad. 38% of people said their dad is the most challenging person to shop for. It's true. My dad, if he wants something, he goes and gets it. That's how my dad is, too. Yeah. And he's a very complicated man. I just don't know. I just don't. I know him well enough, but I don't know what he wants. I might be able to help you out. Okay. We have a list here. Ooh, nice. The report also has a list of 10 things that dads supposedly really want. Okay, a meal out. That's classic. You can go pick up your dad, take him out to eat somewhere, take him back home. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Give him a hug, high five, whatever. Do you guys hug or do you fist pump? We hug. Uh, Two, wine. Uh, My dad doesn't drink. My dad's a beer drinker. Number three, a well-thought day out. Okay, like to the park? Yeah, maybe go for a bike ride. Oh, your dad's not into that. Maybe go for a walk. Yeah. Well, for my dad, would be like, let's go run the stairs, dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad would be like, let's go golfing. Okay. Take him golfing. Oh, yeah. That's not a bad. I can't golf. Take him to X golf. That would be fun. Uh, let's see. Books. No. 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 My dad would be asleep in 30 seconds. Number five, craft beer. Okay. Okay. We've got a lot of craft breweries all, around here. All the, the dads that don't like wine. Tickets to a game. That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. I don't like this next one. No? Aftershave. Oh, that's dumb. No, what is this, Home Alone? Yeah, no thank you. Number eight, tech. Some dads are really into tech, but most of them buying tech probably means you're also volunteering to teach them how to use it. That's true. And to be their point person for all questions and troubleshooting. Mm. So maybe if you buy something tech, uh, bring the the geek guy home with him. Yeah, the geek squad. Uh, Number nine, an all-inclusive vacation. Yeah, if you're a millionaire. Yeah, I was going to say, huh, not with my salary. I would love to to buy my dad a dive trip. We were even talking about this. We were on a bike ride, and I'm like, let's go on diving together. Just me and you. Let's go on a scuba trip. I'll go with, and I'll just watch. I would love that. Um, And the final thing on here is swag from your favorite sports team. That's an easy one. That's a really easy one. Yeah. But what if your dad's not into sports? Then you buy... Swag from like Harry Potter if he's really into Harry Potter like Mark Houston. Mm-hmm. And you know what your dads want? They just want they just want to hear from you. Yeah, just give them a phone call, say what's up, tell them you miss them, and that you love them, or and that you're, you're thinking about them. If you're close, drive over there, take them a some lunch or something. Yeah, make them a sandwich. Just make them feel good. You know, make them feel like you thought about them. That was helpful, Amy. Thank you. You're welcome. It's back in the day in the RC trivia. How well do you know? Rapid City, South Dakota. 
Okay, we're dying to know what this office location was. I am too. <laughs> I I can't believe I I had never I have never heard of this. Are you guys ready? Yeah, so ready. Sewell and Tobin. Sewell and Tobin. Sewell, Sewell and Tobin. Tobin. How long have you lived here? Three years. How long have you lived here? Uh, Twelve years. I've been here since 1991, and I've never heard of this place. Well, he he's gone back as far as I know to the 70s. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, back when we were babies. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't All even right. a thought yet. Sewell and Tobin. That was a that was an office couch or or a bed. Wow. wow. All right. One stop shop. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Sewell well. and Tobin sounds like something from the Arabian Nights. <laughs> Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> D-Ray's out. So I am going to share the dummy of the day. Are you ready, Summer? I'm so ready. This guy in Minnesota, his name's Alan Duncan. He was just arrested for a series of robberies in Chicago a few months back. This is crazy. He got away with more than $8,000, and for some reason, he left the money in a getaway car. And guess where he parked it, Summer? Where? Outside a homeless shelter. Oh, that was his first mistake. Then someone stole that car. The police discovered it abandoned with the engine running and a door open. And guess what? There was red dye stains (laughs) from the exploded dye pack in the money in the interior. Classic. He told the police that he'd loaned the car to some guy named CJ, and he never returned it to him. But the police think that was just a lie to cover up his robberies. You think? Yeah, probably. That's because Alan was caught on a recorded call telling his brother that the car was stolen, and then when he got back into town, he had $12,000 in the car. Alan believes the thieves didn't know about the cash, which he had in his suitcase. But, of course, they did find it, and they took it. For now, Alan has only been charged with one of the robberies, but he's connected to the second one. And if he had $12,000 in the car and the two robberies were only about $8,000, it's possible there were other crimes. So there you go. What a boom, bada bing. It's a dummy of the day. What a dummy. It's time for Never Have I Ever. And if you don't know what this game is, this is when you say you've never done something, and if somebody in the room has done it, they have to sound their buzzer. And we've brought in Mark Houston with his special sounder. I'm already really scared of this game. Here's my sounder, and here's Summer's. Who's going to go first? I'll go first since I'm new to the whole thing, right? Okay, go for it. Okay, so never have I ever taken a shower selfie. I've done that. I did it to see if I had a zit on my face because I felt something on there. Don't you have a mirror? In the shower? (laughs) Yes. No, why would you have a mirror in the shower? To shave. You have a mirror in the shower to shave. Uh, Shave my legs. Well, guys, we have mirrors in the shower to to shave. So I've done it. Oh, yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. Yep. And I did it to see the reaction on somebody else's face. (laughs) What was the reaction on somebody else's face? It wasn't terrible. Oh, well then, okay. Very good. Can we see the selfie? Uh, You can later. (laughs) (laughs) I would get in a lot of trouble if I saw the selfie. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Yes. We we got you, Victoria. That that will never happen. Yes, it never will. All right, I'll go. Okay. Never have I ever been in a talent show. Oh, You've never been in a talent show? I've never been in a talent show. What? I'm stupidly talented already. I don't need I don't need to show it to anybody, right? I'm I'm inwardly talented. Well, when I'm when I lived in Tennessee, that's how I paid my bills. By talent shows? Yeah, you I did won talent, a lot of shows talent shows all the time. That's impressive as hell, honestly. Yeah. Like for what? Singing, I'm assuming. Yeah. Martina okay. McBride, Broken Wing. That song right. was super huge at one time and I used to go and just win all the talent shows with that song. 
Really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty amazing. Very Thank you. Cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, you're being Very nice cool. to me. Well, we're not done with this bit yet. <laughs> never have I ever embarrassed myself on a date. I No, I never have. Wow. I never have. You are pretentious. I am, it's not pretentious. I'm prepared. I don't, I don't go into these, you know, half... I shouldn't say that. I just don't go into them unprepared, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so... Well, well I Summer, have. explain yourself. I have. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she looks so excited. We got okay. redder faces getting. So, the first time, I guess it wasn't necessarily a date, but it was the first time I met my boyfriend's parents. We went to lead and went to the, the mine. Yeah. And while we were walking up, and Summer had Taco Bell the day before. <laughs> and, um, Can we guess where this is going? Yes. Yes. I. Oh. Uh, yep. God. So that happened in front of his parents. <laughs> what happened? I farted. Oh! What was the reaction of their par- of his parents? <laughs> they were behind us, so... Oh, even got, even worse. Yeah. They got to smell it, <laughs> too. They were crop dusted. Exactly. <laughs> it was, I was so embarrassed. My face was red the whole time. But I really looked at my boyfriend. I was like, really? You can't take the blame on that one? He's yeah, like, he didn't? No. Oh. He's like, absolutely not. That's all you, little ma. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> well, you win. You win this one, for sure. Fun. Hey, Summer, I have something really unusual and scary to share with you. Ooh, spill it. Now, this didn't happen in the United States. This happened in Ecuador. Never been there before, have you? No. Well, a woman recently declared dead in a hospital in Ecuador turned out to be the very opposite. Oh, And it went a little bit too far, okay? She's 76 years old. She was alive and banging on her coffin at her own funeral. That's like a really scary bad joke. I don't like it. Her son said he lifted up the coffin and her heart was pounding and her left hand was hitting the coffin. So they called 911 and they brought her to the hospital. And according to reports, the woman was declared dead after not responding to a resuscitation attempt following a possible stroke. So they're like, oh, she's dead. Put her in the casket. I guess they don't, you know, embalm people in Ecuador. Clearly, or have the technology that, you know, we have over here in the States. You know, something you call heart monitors? Yeah, we've moved on from this. We've moved on from the the crypt keeper hanging the bell, you know, yeah. so if you wake up, you can ding the bell and he'll come dig you out. We need a rich celebrity out there to buy everyone in Ecuador an Apple Watch. Okay, Summer, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. How much money would you have to have to be considered rich? Well, that's a tough question because you could be rich with like other things, right? We're talking money. Just money. Money. A couple million, I think, because I'd blow through the first one really quick. Mm. So a couple few, like I'm, three. I'm fine with one million. You think one million and you would, you, how long would that one million last you though? I could turn one million into two million easily. Really? Investing. Oh, I'm not good Interest at Interest rates. I'm really good at buying things not i would hold on to it for a little while and let it multiply not me nope that'd be gone in a heartbeat i might go on a month-long vacation to cancun but that's about it well i would have to learn a little bit about investing but i still don't think i'd be very good at it because i like to spend Mm. that's my problem i wouldn't invest all of it but most of it well they surveyed a thousand random people between the ages of 21 to 75 who had an average net worth of five hundred and sixty thousand dollars in assets and 48 percent of them said they already feel wealthy well i i guess i would feel wealthy if i had that much money too yeah. and now i feel poor but according to modern wealth 
they did a survey from Charles Schwab. Americans consider themselves wealthy if they have an average of $2.2 million in assets. So like you said, and that includes cash, property, cars, and bling. Okay, bling. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine having like just a category? You're so wealthy, you have a category of your wealth of just bling. (laughs) Kanye West teeth. J-Lo's booty. Kim Kardashian's booty. I think that's actually like protected. She has a uh, insured. Those two could balance America's budget with their butts. Yeah, they could. <laughs> Hello? How could I help you? Hi. I am wondering, can I reserve a grocery cart for today? Hello? What time do you need that grocery cart reserved? I really get a reserve one? Oh, you're such a peach. I'd like it at about 11.30. Okay. And can I have a handsome young man push that cart for me? Yeah, I've got a bunch of good guys that could do that for you. Oh, you're such a deer. Does that cart have blinkers on it? I don't want anybody to get hurt. No, we'll wipe it down. The blinkers? Were they dirty? I like a dirty cart. No, we've got uh, some, like, wet wipes right by where we park them all, and we'll, we'll wipe it down for you. Do you want to go for a ride in my cart? We can double team. No, but I'm more about being behind them and pushing them versus getting in them. Can I also reserve a grocery list? A grocery list? Yes, a grocery list. I need some summer sausage and eggs. Lots of eggs. Yeah, we, we, can, we can line that up for you. And I need rope, lotion, and duct tape and tamp hacks. The kind with wings. Yeah, we've got that. We've got that. Do you've got unscented Summer's Eve? <laughs> I don't know that we carry that brand, but we do have some of those uh, lady products. Oh, that's lovely. Will you load it in the cart and carry it out to my double wide? Of course. Oh, what a peach. You're just a doll. Bless your heart. Well, thank you, ma'am. I'll be there at 10.30, but have my cart ready at 11.30. I'd like to shake your hand, young man. We'll hold it for you. Boy, thank you. I'll see you soon. Hope to see you, (laughs) ma'am. A net worth of $2.2 million makes you rich nowadays, which is hard. But it's not impossible. So are you on your way to being another Jeff Bezos summer? Um... Absolutely not. (laughs) Or at least uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Probably closer to that. You can find out with today's list, our Roadhouse 5. Top 5 everyday signs you're richer than you think you are. The Roadhouse. One, two, three, four, five. Number 5. None of your clothes say Kirkland Signature. Number 4. Less and less of your financial future depends on scratcher tickets. Number three, you're actually using your own Netflix password. Oh, wow. Number two, you toss that coupon circular straight into the trash. Do you? Bye. You toss it in the trash? No, save them. You do? Yes, I'm a coupon cutter. And finally, number one of top five everyday signs you're richer than you think you are. You didn't need to sell an organ to buy Taylor Swift tickets. You don't need your liver, right? One, two, three, four, five. Hello, this is... Hello. Hi there, honey. My name is Vivian Hasselback, and I'm looking to reserve a grocery cart. You said reserve a what? 
a grocery cart? Oh, um, well, actually, they're just available for pickup if you just walk into the store. No, 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 no. I am reserving one. That's why I'm calling ahead. I need one because I've got a lot of things I have to get. I'm sure, yeah. Um, I don't think I can actually reserve a grocery cart. I'd like one where the wheels don't squeak when I push it. Oh, well, actually, I'm pretty sure all of them do that. They're pretty bad, but... So if you come in and you just grab any that you can, want, then can you, you can choose for yourself so you can try them out if you want to try them out. Can you lube it up for me, honey, so the wheels don't squeak and it's easier to push? I'm old and have arthritis. You know what? What time will you be here? I'll be there what at 11, 11.45 sharp. Well, I, I might have to pass you my manager. You should do that. And I, then can we find a handsome young man to give me a push? If you come in at 11.30, I think I'll be here. That's Just, 15 minutes earlier. Picking what? up my medications right now. I'll be late if okay. it's 11.30. Okay. Get here. Ask for the manager in your cart. We'll be there. I'll arrange it for you. And will he help carry out my bags of groceries? Also. I'm sure, yeah. Do you have, have a lot of tampax with the wings? Oh. An yeah. unscented summer's eve. Yeah. Can I put that on layaway? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can. Do you also have um, duct tape, rope, and lube? I don't know how to to respond to this. Oh, my God, what is happening? Um, Okay, sure, sure. I will help. Come in and ask for assistance, and I'm sure I'll I'll be there to help you. You'll be my designated grocery shopper? -er? I guess. Oh, you're Mm -hmm. such a peach. Uh, Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, bye, ma'am. Bye, ma'am. Ble- bless your little heart. Okay, bye, ma'am. Bye. G- goodbye. Hey, it's time to let the cat out. Here's your weekly recap of all your Hollywood idiots. The cat is out of the bag. Charlie Sheen's daughter says she loves being a sex worker on OnlyFans. Meanwhile, Charlie was seen Googling, how long does karma last? The new BTS single is called Take Two. It's about what they do with those little shampoo bottles when they stay at the Marriott. (laughs) Despite Prince Charles' demands, Prince Andrew is refusing to leave his royal residence. Dude, just because you date teenagers doesn't mean you can go act like one. Ouch. 76-year-old Pat Sajak is retiring. He's at that weird age where he's too old to host Wheel of Fortune, but way too young to watch it. Lindsay Lohan says Jamie Lee Curtis gave her great parenting advice. And that advice was, Lindsay Lohan should never have children. Jennifer Aniston says she hates when people try to compliment her by saying she looks good for her age. And then Matthew Perry was like, hey, I'll take that compliment if you don't want it. And then finally, Ben and J-Lo bought an L.A. mansion for $60 million. If I had $60 million, I would go buy a pair of tickets to Taylor Swift. Same. And that's the cast out of the bag. Hello? Hello? Is this, a, is this a grocery store? Uh, no. Well, I I need to reserve a grocery cart, and this is the number that I found for it. Can no. you can you Can you help me reserve a grocery cart, young man? For what? My name, uh, my name is Vivian Hasselback. Vivian, sweetheart, I think you have the wrong number. 
Oh, but you sound like a strong young man that could dial a phone. Can you help me, please? Vivian, I, I really appreciate that. I'm not a grocery. I don't work for a grocery store. Do you have the number for a grocery store that reserves find, grocery carts? Did you find it on, on Google? Where did I you found find it on Goggle. On the what? On the Goggle. Well, look who it is, Summer. Oh, my goodness. What is he wearing? Yeah, good morning. <laughs> Are those mini mouse ears? Sure is. What the heck? <laughs> Why are you wearing those? Are you going to Disney World or something? Oh, I'm Dr. BJ. I'm a man of love. Weird. Well, whatever floats your boat. It's yeah. summertime, Sonny, so it's time to get out there and let the ladies know I'm here to play. <laughs> I don't know if I can take you serious today wearing those, but I guess we can give it a shot. Yeah, let's do this. I just want more. More of what? Never mind. What's the matter? Nothing. I don't know what she wants. I wish he would just figure it out. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good to be here. You know Father's Day is coming up, so it's time to give them some love. Fathers do a lot sometimes. So, ladies, it's time to make sandwiches and go to the so do some fun. Could be time for a new grill, a tie, maybe a pair of dress slacks. What is the problem? That stuff is all boring, but good stuff. Maybe step it up a notch this time, ladies. Maybe buy him a massage or get him some new whiskey. Possibly a hall pass. Amy, would you let your hubby go run amok in Vegas or maybe Deadwood just to have some fun? You know, yeah. like a hall pass for Father's Day. Go do whatever you want. Yeah. That would be the ultimate Father's Day gift. So as a father, then buy us a hall pass. Let us go run amok. We don't care. It's actually kind of free, you know? <laughs> it's also a gift for the wives because the husbands are out of the house. Yeah, we're off doing whoever and whatever we want. <laughs> I'm Dr. BJ, and if loving another is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Vivian, you're, I, I don't know what you want me to say. I, I'm not a, I don't work for a grocery store. This, this number isn't the correct one. Whoever, what, what grocery store are you trying to call? Well, you, you, where do you shop? Where do I, where do I shop? Yeah. Vivian, where do you shop? I shop everywhere. I have a real problem. <laughs> Vivian. And do you take coupons? <laughs> Vivian, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get back. To, I hope you find the grocery store that you're looking for. I gotta get back to work. I can, don't know can, what, I, can I save your number in my phone for later? No. You sound like a handsome young man. You got to check Strapping. the Strapping. Very strong. Redial it because I this isn't I'm I'm I don't work for a grocery store. I don't know where you found this number. Yes, you do. What's the moral of the story here? Okay, let's figure out what lesson we're going to learn in this story, Summer. This guy, 62 years old, he was sleeping recently. He dreamed that someone was breaking into his house. In real life, he grabbed his 357 Magnum, which was at his bedside, and shot at the intruder. But there was no intruder. That was only in his dream. In reality, he shot himself in the leg. Oh my. Police were called. He was taken to the hospital where he was treated and released. But for this guy, it wasn't just his leg. He had another problem. Mark had a revoked FOID card, which allows gun owners to have firearms in Illinois. So he was charged with possession of a firearm without a valid license and reckless discharge of a firearm. Both are felonies. What's the moral here? I think the moral of the story here is make sure your eyes are open when you're shooting and um, get out of bed.
or double tap. Make should, sure you shoot twice. You should probably wear some body armor to bed. Oh, yeah. If you're going to be dreaming one. about shooting intruders, make sure you're you're safe, you're covered, you got the right equipment on. Make sure when you're dreaming that you got some help. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you get your wife involved. Like, maybe have her shoot. Keep a gun by her bedside, that way she can step in. Give her the shotgun, and you keep the 357. Go ahead, make my dream. Call both of you out on what idiots you, you have become over the past, I don't know, how long have you worked here? Like six months? I don't even care anymore. Me? The moral of the story is... Are you talking to Summer or you, both of us? Both of you right now. I'm just... I'm just I've been here I'm about just this seven mad years. Right now. Have you? Hadn't noticed. I've been here anyway, since October. don't keep a loaded gun by the side of your bed when you're sleeping. Just, just don't. Especially when you have a voided gun permit. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. God, okay. you guys. Jeez. Seriously. You're no fun. This is a number I found on Goggle. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up now, Vivian. I'm going to call you I, back. I, no, don't do that. You said redial. Yeah. I really If I redial. I hope you find the grocery store, okay? No, please don't leave me. I'm so alone. Okay, you know what? You sound like a real nice lady. I'll tell you what, I'll put you down for a grocery cart at 10 a.m. tomorrow. How's that? Oh, How's that's that? beautiful. Thank you, young man. Bless okay. your heart. At the grocery store, because I don't know which one. <laughs> Whatever. All of uh, them. Okay, 10 a.m. at the grocery store. Yep, you got it, Vivian. Thank you, babe. Of course. Have a good one. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> Let's talk about your tattoos. Okay. How many do you have? Um. So I have my left arm completely done. It is a. I don't know if you would consider this one tattoo, but it was like three different sessions. If it's all connected, it's one tattoo. Okay. So that's one tattoo. On my right arm, I've got one, two, three, four, five. On my leg, I've got one. And on my hip, I have one. Okay. So I can't believe you had to actually count. I got a few of them. You would think you would just know how many tattoos you have. No. So when you add them up all together, how many do you have? Seven. Yeah, seven. Seven tattoos? Yeah, yeah. Eight. I have eight tattoos. Oh, my. Math is hard. But I. so most of my tattoos all have a meaning behind them, except for one, which is my dragon skull. And that was just a random tattoo that I got out of a gumball machine. What was your first tattoo? My first tattoo, I have stars on my hip for each one of my kids. Hmm. So, and they're all different color. And that, that was my very, very first tattoo. I got that when I was like 19. Do the colors signify anything or was it just your favorite colors? No, they're supposed to go with each kid. So like Ethan, my oldest has a blue one and then my daughter has a pink one. And then it goes to, uh, then it's green and orange. Very nice. And then my sleeve on my left arm, that one is purely dedicated to my son, Ethan, who I had lost six years ago to suicide. And it's kind of the, it's kind of like my journey or my struggle through my journey to get to where I'm at now. And it's probably my favorite tattoo yeah, that I have. It's my favorite. It's It's got a lot of meaning behind it and I've gotten a lot of compliments on it. Yeah. But my newest tattoo is the one on my right calf. And that one is going to be a huge whole leg piece eventually. But I got that one kind of in honor of my son too on his 18th birthday because I know that if he were still here with us, I would be taking him to get his first tattoo. Yes, I remember so, that. Very special. They all got to have some form of a meaning, I think. It's kind of silly just to get a tattoo without any meaning. I have one tattoo. And I know what your tattoo is. What is it? It's angel wings, right? Yes. And does it with a music note? Mm -hmm. One of the angel wings is broken. Because of Martina McBride's A Broken Wing? Yes. <laughs> You're right! <laughs> Look at that. Yes, the song that I used to win all the talent competitions with. <laughs> 
Well, and I, I actually lived the song too. Yes. So my dad sent me that song when I lived in Tennessee, and he's like, "Go get him with this," and I did. Look at you. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones, produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jacquez, audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.